Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of The Hate Box. Uh, haven't got any uh, suggestions on what we should change the name to, if we should change the name, so we're sticking with what we got. Uh, before I begin, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the passing of uh, the patron saint of the brick pit, Norm MacDonald. Funniest man alive, not anymore. Uh, finally gave up the title. Excellent comedian. Well, lived for the joke and for comedy. Uh, one of the smartest guys out there. Very humble. No one had anything bad to say about him. Very private individual. Succumbed to cancer this week. Uh, came as a surprise because he, he did keep it private. Uh, the world is a little less funny today. But Norm would want us to continue on and make fun of him and make fun of everything because that's how he was. The joke ruled supreme. Okay, so this week I want to talk about Wes Anderson. This is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but next week's episode of The Brick Pit, we, uh, we kind of bag on Robin Williams and some other... Uh, some classic films that are uh, revered that we don't like. So this will be kind of a taste test to see if you can uh, swallow our uh, our hatred for uh, for things that, that seem to be loved by the populace. I, I don't like Wes Anderson's film. I think Wes Anderson is a competent director. Uh, you don't get to the level that you're out without at without understanding uh, film and being able to put together um, a cohesive story and actors seem to love working with them. The product is fine. I just don't like the end result. Um, and that's the, the great thing about opinions. So this is not a uh, attack on Wes Anderson. This is a critique of his films. Uh, I'm sure he's a wonderful man. I don't know. I've never met him. I will likely never meet him, especially after this hate box. But if there were a poster boy for Smug, it would be Wes Anderson. If there was... Uh, I don't know how to put this. His films are smarmy and uh, really kind of uh, cynical and um, pretentious. Wes Anderson is uh, creates the most pretentious films I've ever seen. Now, this is coming from somebody whose favorite director is Paul Thomas Anderson who you could arguably make some of the same uh, lines of attack against. But I think that there is more philosophic intent and integrity in uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's films, I think. And not that there's anything wrong with comedy, because I think comedy's fine, but comedy with unlikable characters is difficult. Uh, because you want to laugh, and, and to laugh, you want to be with someone 
And I feel like a lot of his humor is mean-spirited. Like, a, a good example of, of not great characters who, um, who are in a comedy that, that you kind of root for are Billy Crystal and um, Danny DeVito in Throw Mama from the Train. I mean, they're plotting murder. But you're kind of with them. And you have an empathy for them. And, and it's easier to, to laugh. There's more depth to them. Um, Wes Anderson... Jason made this criticism of Joss Wheaton, and I think it's very true. You could read a script for Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Firefly without names attached to the dialogue, and you couldn't tell who was talking because everyone speaks with the same voice. I feel like in most Wes Anderson films, everyone speaks in that snarky, condescending, I'm smarter than you, even though I'm... You know, I, I'm intentionally being an uh, underachiever kind of mindset. Everyone. That's not... That's not great writing. I don't think... He's been praised with his cinematography, but a lot of it, you know, because it's like, it's so symmetrical and stuff. It's like, well, that's... There's a reason why that's not appealing to the eye. And a lot of his, his setup shots are just... A camera on sticks. You know who else does that? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith does that. And he admits to not being a good director. Uh, so, visually, I find him unappealing. Uh, Story-wise, I find everything... It's when everybody's got a super quirky background or and super snarky. It gets old real quick and i think it also it's, it's of the time um if you watch it at a certain age if you watch clerks at 15 to 22 it means something to you if you watch clerks for the first time as as a well-established person in their their 30s or 40s you ain't got time for none of that you just don't have the frame of reference and and that may be ultimately my issues. Um, so, uh, one of his favorite people to have in films is uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray is an excellent actor. Bill Murray is the best version of Bill Murray on the screen. He is the plucky, lovable jerk. He pulls it off. He pretty much plays that in, in every film. And there have been some exceptions. But by and large, when you watch a Bill Murray film, you're watching, you know, Stripes or um, Groundhog's Day. You know, so, and they're all excellent films. He has a wonderful canon of films. But as a person, let's be honest, Bill Murray's a jerk in real life. And he gets away with being a jerk simply by the virtue of being Bill Murray. And that kind of aggravates me. Like, uh, you know, there's all these apocryphal tales of like, oh, he came into this bar and he just walked behind the bar. And no matter what people ordered, he gave them a scotch and soda. Oh, he's so great. Well, if that wasn't Bill Murray, you'd be pretty ticked off. It's kind of like uh, pretty girls that... that do some mildly annoying things and they get away with it but the the less attractive you are less, whether you're male or female the less tolerance the world has for shenanigans 
or famous. You know, Steve Buscemi could probably pull off the same trick and everybody would love it. But he doesn't, because Steve Buscemi is probably a pretty classy guy. Who knows? But, you know, he's done things like crashed weddings and, like, took taking pictures with all the guests and stuff. It's like, way to make it about you, Bill. You come in dressed like a schlub to these people's wedding that you don't know to make it about you. That's kind of jerky. If, you know, if... if cousin floyd did that at your at your sister's wedding and he wasn't invited it would be a big deal so i think wes anderson kind of pulls in that kind of vibe uh and frankly i just i i find it uh try hard it wants to be more elevated than it is and it wants to tell you by being kind of meta, like, oh, look how smart I am. And if you get this, you're smart. And if you think this mean joke is funny, that's because you're smart. And these people deserve it because they're below us. That's the vibe I get from a Wes Anderson film. It's one of of superiority, uh, uptoned nurse knows. It's, It's pretension versus, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson, who, you know, he's had some surly characters. He's he's done some some tragedies, but it's at the root, you know, believable characters that struggle and you can identify with. So that's my take. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. So, and uh, while we're at it, we've gotten a voicemail from our uh, number one fan, Mr. Kevin. Uh, I'm going to put him on here. He has uh, proposed a, a truce with Mr. Chalmette. Mr. Chalmette has been vocal on our Facebook page over who the number one superfan is. So let's give that a listen. This is Superfan Kevin here. I just want to say I don't have a problem with Mr. Chalmette. He can be number two. Every Batman needs a Robin. So I, I'll take him as my sidekick. Every president needs a vice president. So he can help me share the trophy. We'll just keep it at my house. No problem there. So Mr. Chalmette, come on aboard. You can ride this bandwagon with me. The best podcast out there is the Brick Pit. So come on. Okay, so the challenge is up to Mr. Chalmette. Do you accept second place? Are you the Robin to his Batman? Or is there somebody out there and... uh in the internet world that thinks they're the number one fan, let us know. Again, Facebook, Twitter, uh, anchor.fm, brickpit.gmail. We've got all kinds of ways you guys can contact us. We love it. We especially love when you fight over who the number one fan is. So uh, until next time, just remember, things are, uh, things are getting better. They're getting better all the time. <laughs> That's from... The Postman quoting the Beatles. Um, Also, while you're at it, if you've listened this far, I've been listening to some really great podcasts lately. Uh, I would give um, the Vintage Video a listen. Super well-researched. They're going through every 80s film uh, released, period, doing them in in release order. Insanely well-researched. funny group of people give it a listen and uh we'll see you next week where we talk about mcguffins see you then